Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Outspoken Outtakes, Volume 5. This is a collection of previously unaired material, um, which sort of serves as a reminder of past guests and also as a, an introduction if, you're, if this happens to be your landing place. Um, these are just short clips, and they may be a bit disjointed or out of context uh, compared to the full episodes, um, but you can always check those out if you want to be go deeper into each of these folks, these fine folks. What a weird word, folks, is F-O-L-K-S. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> pardon me. Also, I'm going to be um, changing up the music for outtakes after this will be a, a new piece for the new batch and um, that's about all I have to say for now hope you enjoy I view it as a social um, physical edu- education tool you know like I think I think, it's ed- I think it's education I think you were right the first time was it yeah edu- education I, I wasn't sure but it might be that's how I learned it I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly educated and that's yeah. um, no, but it, look, Pokemon, the things like that, they all have their place, like you said, and it's, it's about balance. And if you can find like redeeming values, even, you know, the shooter games, I, you know, you were never into them. I was, never I was, really, oh, were you? Well, when they came about, I mean, I was into the, all the game. I was into every system. I mean, we did lots of blades of steel, blades of steel. (laughs) No, I, well, when I played at your house, it was on Nintendo. So I played whatever games you had and there weren't many of those. Right. But at, you know, as soon as those things came about, I was a big fan of. Oh, were you? Well, and it's not so much about going and murdering people or things or whatever. It's, it's about that perspective of like walking through this world that you've never been in before. You don't know what's around the corner. It's like, there's some really, it's really invigorating and it's. You can get into a pretty zen state. Like, I find it really meditative to play video games, certain video games. Yeah. And it's like you're using your brain power, you're problem solving and doing stuff on the fly, and there's hand-eye coordination involved. And, you know, I think there are a lot of merits. Um, Even this thing, do you know this thing, Fortnite now? I've heard about it. I don't know what it is. Well, that's apparently the one. Is it one another, like, interactive, it's like the next World of Warcraft type thing where everybody's doing it? Yeah, every, like, literally everyone, such (laughs) that it is, like... Even you and I are doing it. (laughs) Yeah, right now. And we don't know that we are. Yeah, but that's the one, and, like... Is it VR, or is it, like... um, It's... You, you know, you're an av. You've got a little avatar. And but you're not. It's not like an Oculus Rift thing where you got to wear like. No, 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 no. It's, it's not a, a no. But you can play it on any device. Like some people play it on their phone, some on um, an Xbox, a PS One, um, can, can you your play, laptop. Hmm. You can play it through almost any any medium. Can you um, play it on a Game Boy? I don't think it's come out on a Game Boy yet. Can you um, can you play it on a um, in television head to head? Um, Kalik, I think they have it on Kalik, was that Kalik- 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 okay. Vision is okay. what it's on now. Um, what about Vectrex?
I really can't explain the happiness thing. Um, you know, I can't blame it on Jesus right. or Paramahansa Yogananda <laughs> or Buddha and them, but a lot of those cool cats did some cool things that make yeah. a lot of sense. Well, do you, were you exposed to those teachings at any no, point? No, when I was you... a kid, I grew up around, like in Marin. Like Christian stuff. I grew up around a lot of Italians oh. and uh, I think Guatemalans. Huh. Um, Catholics, mostly? Catholics, I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> and um, especially the Italians, I um, I may have gone to like uh, the Church of Nazareth once with a friend when I was four or five, but... Uh-huh. I remember playing with Batman toys, <laughs> Batman figurines. Right. But my Italian friends took me to the Catholic church and I've taken the sacrament, the bread mm-hmm. and the wine. Um, and I, I just thought visually as a young kid, I thought they've got it down. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the old church is still there. I think there's a seminary nearby. Uh huh. But it was all the old, dark, fancy wood and the rites. I'm like, "Hmm." super ornate and cool. So, and I did have a godmother. Um, She was from Oklahoma. Um, She wasn't Italian or Latino or whatever. She's my mom's best friend. Uh And she just always told me, "I'm your godmother." Whatever anybody says, okay. And also, when people would say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" I'd say Italian. (laughs) And that had a lot to do with my friends. Uh-huh. and movies that I'd see. I thought, that's cool. Um, but no, I never went to church school. Yeah. Um, one time at the county fair, though, in Oregon, I think it's like the summer before my eight, like 74 or 75, great county fair in Josephine County. They have horse races and all that. Uh-huh. Typical booths, you know, farm animals. Tom T. Hall, live at the horse track kind of thing. So they got all these craft booths and, you know, arcade stuff. And there was two booths. I remember there was the libertarian booth, which Frody Jensen, the Swede operated. And then there was the little old lady church booth. Okay. And these looked like classic little white old ladies and they yeah. were wearing white dresses they looked like the seas candy choir oh, right. ladies yeah and they're like would you like to hear a little story and me and my friends on a goof okay yeah and you know i'm sure some of these friends were did go to church or whatever but right. we were just kind of having fun with the old ladies at the county fair and we sat in there and they talked about jesus and all five of us you know we were probably buzzed or yeah you know having fun um we all accepted Jesus in our hearts. And um, you mean for her sake or you, or you genuinely along with the genuine, it was, you actually felt genuine, sincerely, you know, wow. but um, I really didn't know much about it. You yeah. Know, a little bit, but you know, we sat there and read with them and wow. So said, okay. Then we walked out and partied and went and wrote the tilt
they were on the, talking about racism. They were standing out there, they, and they had some band, and they were and they were talking to people about racism. Uh-huh. These young black guys, and so I it was I, I was I liked talking to them because I, I I just wanted to hear. You know, we we don't know what yeah. what they're what going, and that's what frustrates me a lot of times is when you see these people are like, come on, it's like they're just being victims, and it's like. No you way. You don't know. Yeah. Have you, you ever asked? You never know what they're soul. going through. So yeah. did you talk to them? You yeah. Talk, and get their perspective? Yeah. On? And it was interesting because they, they were like from, well, this one guy I was mainly talking to was like from Ohio or something originally. Mm-hmm. And, and how I, young are these guys? These like guys or something? Yeah. Like early, t- maybe 20 or maybe younger, maybe okay. 18, 20. Okay. And they, they were really cool. And they were, I'm, I'm sort of racist in that I, I, I think black people are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> they are cooler. It's sort of, I mean, as a culture, it's always been I mean, cooler. All the cool stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's all been appropriated by yeah, white folks, all the good stuff. But yeah, I, it's I, it's almost a, it's almost definitive. I once saw this guy from behind, and he had like this, what do you call it? This kind of brim hat. And Which kind, like like a going all the way around, not like a baseball. I don't know what they're called. But okay, like some a, kind like of a, nice hat and this like long coat and these like a fedora fancy, or something. Yeah, like you'd have and, a feather on the side or something. No, but it, so it could okay. have been like that. A classy and hat. Some some really nice shoes, and I thought, what an idiot! Like, he looks like an idiot. And he turned around. And it was a black guy, and I was like, oh, looks pretty. Looks pretty nice. <laughs> you can make. And you can. I, make I, it I work. thought if it was a white guy, it was just like the hell are you wearing yeah <laughs> but somehow black people like they wear they just like look like, cooler they can, pull it off, they can yeah. wear that stuff and if that was a white guy he would for me look like yeah a jerk a total jerk <laughs> like, yeah what's that what are you trying hat? to do yeah <laughs> well i mean a lot of white people look like jerks even <laughs> when they're dressing yeah. the, the way you know yeah. they think they're supposed to i've always thought it's interesting that clothing at least in our society has stayed pretty much the same. Like I, I'm always thinking about, you know, like sci-fi movies where they, they try to make like all the clothes are all spacey and weird and, you know, yeah. And that every sci-fi movie that's ever been made has done that no matter what year they're predicting. That's, but that's, and now we're passing those years that have been, you know, and we're all still just wearing the same shit with collared shirts and buttoned, you know, yeah, it's weird. Nobody wear like. Are we ever gonna reach a point where we're like, all right, now we're in the now, now we're, we're in the modern tech stuff. generation. We're gonna wear. But that's what we were talking about that for that one TV series. What the mirror, black black mirror, mirror, yeah, where they have in the future. But things are like there's still gonna be the same furniture yeah. in that's what I hundred like. years. And I thought that was really cool because it's it's like all these futuristic things like. This stuff is not going away, right? For a hundred, because it has no need to change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the tech stuff is oh, it's just going to keep advancing yeah. because that's what it's yeah. born to do. But yeah, a couch is a couch, and there's no you don't need and to make if, it and space. A good age. couch is going to be there in yeah hundred years. I'd rather have a couch made of wood and fabric. And than, look at we have we have stuff from a hundred years ago. Some people have like, yeah. That's all my favorite stuff yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's what when I when I live to be 180 because of the technology, <laughs> uh, my all my furniture will look exactly the same. And so will my clothes. Yeah, me but, too. But I, I, I just won't. I just won't have a head. I'll just have like a It'll be in a jar. It'll be just like a an orb. It'll just be like a glowing orb in its place. <laughs>
quote that I saw in the Bremen newspaper, and it's a quote by Peter Altenberg, but not me. Okay. There was an author named Peter Altenberg from Austria. <clears throat> yeah, I guess he was he was sort of well known like at the turn of the century, but and he it was in the newspaper. There's a quote in the Bremen. And it's, it says in German tactist immer instinctiv zu spüren, was die anderen noch von dir verstagen, which means um, tact is to always instinctively feel what the others have to deal with from you. It's hard. It's tact? Hard. It says tact. Yeah, and it's the same okay. word in German. Huh. And it took me a while to sort of figure out what it well, meant. Well, it's like and empathy. It, and it's 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 like empathy. It's like, um, and I thought this was really good. It's like to realize we all have, we can be annoying. Yeah. You know, we all have like great friends like you, like everybody. And there's always, there's always something annoying Like you were about saying before, person. there's people are just like, <laughs> there. there's going to be times when people annoy you. And, yeah. and to realize what the things are in yourself that you know like do i i'm mean, not to get too paranoid about yourself but it seems like a cool thing to like a good thing to realize you know what your for sure what your things are that could maybe be a little, i think it's hugely important i don't yeah. think people do it nearly enough yeah. i i did it probably well i think i've always sort of done it i've always been self-reflective and i'm pretty self-critical so yeah. And and mm. I'm not afraid to talk about. I used to be very afraid to talk about my shortcomings and insecurities. Yeah. Now I'm not at all. Yeah. In fact, I think it's good for people to put it out there because you're letting go of you're you're releasing some of the weight of it and the you know yeah. it doesn't it's not attached to you. And I think people are like these days. I, like I go to Pete's Cafe all the time, and there's more and more people um, like watching videos with the sound. Oh, there's in, just there's, the there's thing, just yeah. like this no idea like <laughs> yeah there's somebody else there's all these people sitting next <clears> to you or there was this guy the other day with a, a dog that was there's a lot of times people but this dog they were sitting in the door and this dog was was every time somebody went by or something growling yeah. barking and he would say like sorry he's not and it was like Dude, just don't have your dog there. I mean, it's fine to have dogs there, but your dog obviously doesn't like people, yeah. and everybody's having to deal with his. Yeah, dog. you're in a you're in a and, very and, active and human if, environment. And if your dog doesn't like people, don't bring them there. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of obliviousness, yeah. and I and I think it's even moved on to a level of of sort of blatant, uh, like, dis consideration it's like a, it's like an intentional Intention, like, yeah just like i don't give a shit and yeah. what you i mean i've i had that same experience a couple times recently people in restaurants watching a tv with the sound up yeah, yeah. in a restaurant where yeah. there's other music going and there are people yeah. talking you know they're right next to you the other table what the fuck is that that's not that is not socially acceptable yeah and, i don't and get it, it shouldn't because ever I, be in my opinion i'll like look at something that sound goes on i'm embarrassed yeah like, I, i'll I immediately understand. put it away i i can't take a phone call in a in a yeah i just can't do any of that stuff and yeah. i don't understand how people do and i think that some of them are just like it doesn't occur to them that yeah. that would be annoying and others yeah. it occurs to them and they're like well too bad but I think both of those are, are shitty. Yeah. I think yeah. I think we should go to the I can't quote what you just said in German, but 
the idea of being tactful about, you know, your own, how you impact others yeah. is a really Yeah, and smart I thought that thing. was a really nice quote. about the very, choices you've made and very, the life you've created for yourself yeah so the other thing is i equate satisfaction to happiness okay so and and i'm gonna give you like a some sort of an example if if i were to win the lottery and i had tons of tons of money um and i could do whatever i want mm. i would not be happy because it wouldn't give me satisfaction i would feel i'm not working towards it right. i'm not earning it yep. i like putting in an effort and being rewarded for my effort that gives me satisfaction. Yeah. And to me, that is happiness. Wow, that's great. And that's but again, it's the way I am. Like, you know, well, I, I'm not saying that it's just sometimes um, my husband sometimes tells me, well, you're never happy because you're always thinking of the next thing to do or the next. And yeah. I'm like, it's not that I'm not happy. I'm so satisfied now because I reached this. Yeah. Well, I want to do it again. I need to work towards something else yeah. that will give me a similar right. feeling. Well, what's interesting is that, well, people, I think people use the word happiness. They throw it around, you know, they, they think life, you should be happy in order to have a good life. And that, I think that's a, that's sort of a mistaken idea, you know, like happiness isn't the emotion necessarily that should be the universal qualifier yeah. for a good life. Right. I, but contentment is a little bit closer. Yeah. And or satisfaction, what you're saying. Yeah. And you can be content. Some people think that you need to work and then, you know, do all your work in order to relax. And then you can be happy or content or satisfied. And other people need to work to be content. So I think that seeking contentment for yourself is, should be the goal, not like, ha hey, you're going to be happy if you do this and you're going to be unhappy if you don't, you know. Like the idea that there's, there's yeah. there, you're either winning at life and you're happy or it's you, you failed. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I think there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And Absolutely. you can be happy and sad Absolutely. and angry. And Absolutely. And, and also I think, um, so we have control over a very, very small percentage of things that happen during your day, your week, your life. Right. right? Um, so certainly diseases tragedies being physically hurt and whatnot there's a lot of things that can give you unhappiness yeah. and that's it's out of your control right mm -hmm. um but there are some that you can control and there are some things even in the tragic situations that it depends on what story you tell yourself right. you know and i told myself for many many years oh poor me why this happened to me blah 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 yeah. right and this is a genetic thing. So I started thinking, oh, nobody will ever want to, you know, I'm a woman. So right. society expects me to have children and nobody will ever, you know, defect, yeah. whatever. You know, <laughs> I told myself a story that tended to make me unhappy. Yeah. And then I decided to, instead of moping around about the things that I couldn't have or I didn't have, I wanted to focus on the things that I could have. Mm -hmm. And so sex and travel were two things that I could have. Yeah. And I went for it. And it just so happened that in my life, I met a phenomenal man who just 
takes me as I am and with all you know and I he this is a it's a hard conversation to have when I was dating I tried to say within the first three dates listen I have a condition and mm. I'm not going to have biological children or I'm not going to adopt children okay because with this condition I can croak any minute I'm not going to leave an orphan wow so it's not an easy thing to say on a third date right no, or at it's kind all. of a downer it's yeah. like oh jesus well and it's and it could be ta- seen as presumptuous exactly if, you know, but but i thought it was a, a matter of saying i don't want you to invest your time and emotions if this is a deal breaker further down the line yeah. it's just not fair um so with that in mind i decided to focus on what i can have and i think within the moment of tragedy within disease within anything you know you're broke there's still something you can enjoy you're sick there's still something you can just try to focus on that yeah because once you focus on that it worked for me i'm hoping it's kind of universal something clicks inside and your attitude changes and then you only start seeing possibilities you no longer see only obstacles for the purpose of surviving or making themselves feel better i don't know when we are children we develop mechanisms Mm. that will help us navigate the family dynamics or whatever it is and we create a habit of that because it serves us it helps us then when you transition into adulthood well you're no longer you well you're no longer stuck in that environment right you can move remove yourself from whatever environment right you were in that was dangerous uncomfortable whatever it was right and yet we bring with ourselves that mechanism right that then sabotages us for the rest of our life right it's amazing and i've i've i hear what you're saying because i've done that yeah my mother and you know my parents had a um marriage with quite a lot of friction and Mm -hmm. a lot of yelling and all of that and so i developed mechanisms and then later in life i kept on using them and they were totally backfiring yeah all the time like a boomerang you know you toss it gunk it hits you on the floor until I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And it's just, it's like stronger than you. You're like, you see the scenario and yep. you see red and you go and for you it. You do it anyway. And yeah. you go and it's you like know the it. Bag of cookies. Right? You, exactly. You yeah. know it. There's that voice that's like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't, don't do, it. do it. You know, it's going to happen. Yep. You're going to eat the whole bag of cookies. So, what, I mean, there must be some part of a, of a human that, or certain people that thrive on that enough to be willing to suffer the feeling you know the because it doesn't feel good when you're in that anger or whatever you know that negative space it doesn't feel good to you or to anybody around you but somehow a lot of us still choose it maybe just because we're familiar with it or maybe it's uh, it's, so it's just so ingrained it's natural yeah. it's like muscle memory but i what think I... it's like i think it has to do with what like when 
it was put in place when yes. like when when that yes. started it I, saved I think, you so much that you can't it's like betraying it if you don't behave like that yeah. anymore it's like it betraying becomes, a part, it's a part, of, part your, of your identity yeah and it's because it was so early i don't know any other yeah. way and that's the that seems like who i am you well, know even yeah. if i don't like it but it's not no because like, I, I can change it. what i what i um try to do for myself by i try to name it yeah as if it was a different individual inside me. Okay. Like, you know, like the two voices at the yeah. supermarket. Eat it. Don't yeah, eat it. The, you know what's going to happen. The devil and the angel. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and kind of I've been trying. I'm not, not successful most of the time. I fail. But on occasion, I'm proud of myself. Uh-huh. Because um, I can, on the rare occasions where I can stop myself, uh, the internal conversation goes like this. Oh, I see red. Go for it. You're not that person anymore. Mm. And then he's like, oh, oh, you're, I'm not that person anymore. That's like, you know, nice I'm kind of giving mantra. myself permission not to be that person yeah. anymore. So, and it's rare that I succeed. I'm not saying it's, but I, I hear I you. Hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, the fact that we're trying is what's most important, I think. And I, I, I would like more people to try. Um, Maybe the next 10, 20 years, you know, the yeah. magic of uh, aging more will aging bring us people. to that point. Yeah. But then there's always somebody new and younger and not that they're the problem. But no, but the problem, know. I think, is is lack of awareness, you know, but I don't. If yeah. it's If it's not taught, then it's never going to be there. It's you know? true. So how, I think it's up to parents and peers and society at large to to allow people to show, you know, be themselves and then have the awareness of what their choices, like the impact that their choices have. Yeah. Rather than trying to make them conform to something they don't want to be and then watch all the stuff that goes haywire when that happens. When you like make a kid be somebody they're not supposed to be. True. How, you know, the way that people react. And I think that's where a lot of personality shaping happens when it's in conflict with these other forces that you perceive to be threats, you know, because you shape your defense system around that. Yes. And like, like you were saying, you apply it on, you know, kind of everywhere until, until you hopefully recognize that it's not working for you anymore. Yeah. And and then hopefully can like retrain yourself to behave a different way. Absolutely. But thank you for the, uh, I'm not that person anymore. Cause if, if I can remember to say that it would be a good, because I have the th- I have the thought. I just don't have the tools to mm-hmm. to pull myself out once I'm yeah, seeing yeah, red. Yeah. I, no, ha- and I, I know I'm doing it, and I see it, and I still... And I do, too, for yeah. myself. But it's just like, it's so tempting. It's yeah. so alluring. It's it like, is. I got to go there. I can't. I just yeah. can't help it. Thanks for listening, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed those little bits of bigger bits, which you can check out anytime at outspokenpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, which obviously you know how to do because here you are. Um, you can find me on Instagram, outspoken underscore podcast. The last time I said that on here, I put a .com on the end. So silly. I'm such an old guy. 
I forget. I forget all the newfangled words. LOL. Um, BRB. Airbnb. Um, all right. Love you guys. I will be back next week with a guest. <laughs>